What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome of this show is to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is with my philosophy, one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, and that only leads to you adopt the proper behaviors that will take you to another level of thinking. For today's episode, we're going to turn up a few extra notches than normal and speak with the host of the widely popular Facebook live show, Rise and Grind, and the creator of a Breakfast with Champions Club on Clubhouse, Mr. Glenn Lundy. If those two shows don't ring a bell, perhaps you may have seen this husband to one and father of eight at places like Hustling Grind Con, Grow Your Business for God's Sake, and many more stages across the country. With over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry, Glenn led a dealership from 120 cars a month to an 800% increase in sales in five years. Yes, that's right, only in five years, becoming the second largest used car franchise in the whole country. After experiencing radical transformation in his dealerships, it's no wonder he was spotlighted on ABC, NBC, and CBS and labeled as the expert in dealership culture development and leadership training. If you or anybody you know is in the automotive industry, or perhaps you want to learn how to become a great leader, this one's for you. Lastly, text us at 843-396-2104 and let us know how you felt about today's episode. Stand by for a quick message and let's have some fun. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. The man, the myth, the rise and grind legend himself, Glenn Lundy. What's up, dude? Welcome to the show. <laughs> What's up, my man? Dude, I'm super stoked to be here, man. Love that intro. Love your energy. How are things over there on that side of the pond? If I'm in right? the future. I'm in the future five hours ahead of you right, right now. And right. I'm just yeah. telling you, the future is all good, brother. All good. good. <laughs> all right. The world did not end five hours from now. Good to know. That's right. Good to know. <laughs> That's right. I was uh, <laughs> telling my nieces that one time. I was like, I'm in the future five years. My uncle's in the future. <laughs> they believe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in, in some senses, you are. You know, I'm here on the yeah, East kinda. Coast of the United States. And I feel like, um, you know, we're ahead of the game. I get up at 3.20 in the morning. They're still just now going to bed over there in California. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a gift kind of being ahead and, and being able to, to attack the market and things like that while everybody else is still sleeping. 100%. 100%. I do, I, I do also enjoy being in the UK because I, I run my businesses virtually and I've done it for, you know, almost five years now since I've been here in the UK. And me spending that time and investing that time in the mornings is really easier in London because I'm five hours ahead of the rest of the world and my businesses in the States. So I really don't get a lot, a lot of like people pulling on me and whatnot. And I really, I, I love that time. And it's, it's actually, I was able to develop a really good habit of 
I started off with 15 minutes to an hour to two hours. Now I'm around like three to four hours of no technology. First thing in the morning, like nice. nothing, no yeah. phone, no nothing. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm not working. I, what I normally do is like at nighttime, I come in my office around 10, 8, uh, 10 PM. That's when my, you know, obviously East coast business um, stops at five o'clock. So I print off right. all the reports and everything I need. So that way I'm not touching any technology. I'm looking at all the reports and writing out stuff. You get a lot, you get it's amazing what you do. You get a crazy amount of stuff done. If you oh, yeah. just, it's just like me against my mind. Totally. That's all it is. That's, that's the best place to be. I did that actually brings up a really good point about, you know, rise and grind. You actually have a planner that you give out to your members of community. Is that correct? Yeah. We have a planner that we, that we sell. Yeah. We've got, okay. we've got a planner. Uh, we started as just a community and, and we had built this, you know, the, this is our, my planner right here. So right. we had built, yeah, man, we had, um, I had created this morning routine that people were doing the morning five, five simple steps to an extraordinary mm -hmm. life. Uh, no snooze button, no phone. First thing in the morning, gratitude and goals, take care of the physical, send out an encouraging message. So we kind of built rise and grind around these five core uh, ways to tap into mind, body and spirit first thing in the mm -hmm. morning. And the audience was like, bro, we need a planner to like, right track that so we created the, the the planner and it's got uh the the checklist of the five things and then it's got a place for your gratitude place for your goals and of course a daily schedule to uh keep you on track that's cool man that is really cool i'm i'm a visual person i think most people are was when they're able to like write on something it makes them a little bit more of an impact oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. no doubt jim quick was talking about this yesterday author of uh the book limitless yeah and he was saying that uh, science has proven it's like a 400 percent increase in retention when you write versus mm -hmm. like taking notes on your phone or anything digitally right there are a lot of people they, they get away from that they they write on they type it obviously on their phone it's okay to do that but if i really want something to sink in i'll write it down no doubt. And it just it does something different i mean i'm actually was undiagnosed dyslexic like so if you spelt a word to me right now i probably like i don't know i'll have to write it down right like, gotcha. it's funny it's like i i didn't even know like i just thought i was you know, obviously I read slow or and whatnot. And I had a little speech impediment a little bit. And of course you, you learn your, you retrain your brain to learn differently. Right. Yeah, so, no doubt. and that's, of course I had, had a really crazy photographic memory. I can snapshot something and it's really cool is that I'll take it, I'll study and like brain dump and everything in the mornings and I go take the test and then forget it for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's right. I'm just, I was, I was the same way, man, all through high school and whatnot. Like, no study night before study ace the test gone. go out <laughs> yeah just step out and be like more room for more like more room for information i got it That's now right. we're good to go so they're like glenn you're a stellar student tell us about that report that you wrote three weeks ago i'm like what what i wrote that i wrote that like damn i was the shit that day <laughs> Oh man, no this is gonna be doubt, fun. Because we, no you know, of course, doubt. there's a lot of lot of reasons I would just wanted you to have you on the show, and it just was a no brainer. And of course, we know a lot of mutual people together, like the same type of. We obviously operate through the same type of waters and rubbing elbows with the ones that we didn't really call them thought leaders and more of influencers, just people, movers and shakers. We just make things happen. That's what yeah. we do. So, but, and but not the influencers, like not influencers, like people, right? Think. Like, like it's not right. Like, yeah. 
John Paul, Jake Paul, or like not, not, yeah, yeah, not like right. a social media influencer, like an actual world shifting, changing yes. influencer. Yeah, those types. Right. And those, th- those types of thought leaders are the ones that are obviously shaping and molding the world and trying to over the self-help and whatnot. And one thing I loved about, you know, Rich Dolan. Rich Dolan. Rich, Rich yeah, Dolan. He's a, the coach to coaches. Um, he's Mike Tyson's coach, worked with Oprah, worked with like Ellen DeGeneres and making an, um, uh, presenting. I'll have to check him out. I'll have to, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you. I'll introduce you. He's a great guy. Um, he's yeah, stepping out for behind the scenes now. And he's, I had him come on to the show and we had a phenomenal conversation. Just like when we had a conversation, I was like, yeah. it, went, it went from zero to a hundred, like ASAP, right? ASAP. <laughs> so, because you know, obviously you have a, 859 episodes in of your, you know, Rise and Grind show, morning show on, on Facebook. And obviously you're streaming it now on to a Breakfast with Champions Club on Clubhouse. Um, when we had our first conversation, I was like, I haven't joined the club of Clubhouse. but well, we do have right. Clubhouse. So obviously what we've been building, but obviously we're going to be, you know, looking at that platform and seeing how we can utilize it to this fullest capability. Because there's, there's so much there where you can kind of get lost a little bit. Oh, in, yeah. in different shows, but I, one thing I love about your show, you know exactly what you're getting. You might not know what the topic's going to be until that day, but you know right. you're, you're going to leave your guests and leave all the many listeners. You're making an impact because you're polarizing your energy through them. Mm-hmm. Have you been, have you conscious of that? Yeah, man. It's, um, you know, we just focus on three core things when it comes to the morning show. It's just, it's, it's actually, there's more than three core things, but the main words, like we want people to walk away feeling motivated, educated, and inspired. Love it. That's it. Motivated, educated, and inspired. And so the topics, like you said, they change every day, but the mm-hmm. energy and the vibe that you're going to walk away with is consistent. And, and, and people love that. Uh, we do it first thing in the morning. Cause I, like you were talking about earlier, you know, that space in the morning yes. is, is the most important man. it's the most important time of the day. So we believe if we can help people change the way they start their day, it'll make a massive impact in their life. And, and, and that's it, man. That's why we do what we do. And yeah, we've showed up, you know, 859 times. So we're starting to get warmed up. Yeah. Right. Just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. And I love that. And I'm, I love that the fact that, you know, you're, you have three core values and three core objectives for the show. Just like for this show, everyone thought it was like a sales show. It might, mm. it just went through my first three seasons of this show was me making that transition and teaching, I don't know, 13 to 15,000 reps of the methodology of the win-win effect and what it really means. The win-win effect is just a human-based code for human interaction and collaboration in life and in business, merging it together. Because most people, they think that they need to pour into things where you can only create wealth. Well, you're not recycling that way. That's not what you're attracting in your life if you're going after it, if you're chasing it. And that's what I love about your... Obviously, what you've done in the industry and obviously car dealerships, you have you're wearing a shirt right now, 800% club, 800% growth, ladies and gentlemen. And that's rise involving impact. That's like quick impact. And I was looking at some of those numbers. That's a stag, those are staggering numbers in that type of world. I mean, I think it's was it second largest or were you, were you the top? One yeah, we became while. we we became the second largest used car franchise dealership in America, nice. and that was in a tiny little town, man, Paris, Kentucky, population ninety six hundred people. Uh, we went from being a tiny little sleepy car dealership that nobody ever heard of in two thousand eleven mm-hmm. to uh, being being an absolute powerhouse, growing eight hundred percent in just over five years. 
that's nuts, man. Congrats. That's just nuts. Thanks. Like, how did you like? What were, let's go back in that time just for a little bit. Like when you started going through the waters and you started to see the growth. At some point, when did you when did you know for sure you had a strong conviction you were onto something great? Really, the intention was going in. So, Chris, mm -hmm. I spent two seasons in the car business. I had a season in the car business mm -hmm. in my 20s yep. where I worked at a dealership. The dealership never grew. My career did okay, but mm -hmm. the dealership didn't grow, and my life outside of the dealership fell apart. Lost wow. custody of my daughter, terrible relationships, the drinking, the drugging, the up all night type stuff. Like, my life was terrible. So... I got out of the car business. I was like, the car business is not a healthy mm -hmm. place for a guy like Glenn. Right, right. Then I had my second daughter with my wife, and she was like, you need to get a big boy job. And the thing that I'm great at is the car business. I'm really, really good at it. And so I just made, I went in with intention this time, like, okay, I am not going to let the industry take me down instead i'm gonna lift the industry up i'm gonna do things that have mm -hmm. never been done before in the industry i'm gonna shake this up i'm gonna disrupt the entire thing and so the intention going in was massive growth so that we could make a lot of noise mm -hmm. so that the industry would have to look and then once they looked Love we that. would teach them that it ain't about selling cars it's about elevating people's lives that's mm -hmm. what it's about the cars is a you know selling cars is a byproduct and mm -hmm. so i just always knew going in like dude you know no one is no one else is going to do it so might as well right. be me and and when we started to see results that was just fuel like yep mm -hmm. yep yep we're on the right path let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going and we blew that sucker up, bro. Made 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 waves all the way across the I industry. Know. That's awesome. It's That's incredible. <laughs> the reason why I asked that question, I really didn't know where I was going to go with the question when I started framing it. I was just like, well, damn, that's probably going to be a good opportunity because I was looking for that exact answer. Well, you're not when you're not focusing on what you're trying to do. That's not okay. So, what do you sell? Cars. Well, how do you go about doing that? Well, I want to do it differently than everyone else. Right. And that's kind of where I've, that's where I've had massive success in my game. I never did it the way that everyone was telling me to do it. Never. So my impact was how quickly can I make an impact with that individual to change their life? That's it. And if you focus on that one thing and you're on that daily grind and becoming that dripping faucet a little bit better today, a little bit better tomorrow, a little bit better the next day. How can I, what can I measure and reassess? How can I, extract the right information quicker on the phone or in it doesn't matter the sales type of obviously world or whatever the interaction right. is if it's face to face it doesn't matter to me my gift was i tapped into my gift and i got it from my older sister where i learned how to communicate non-verbally and i read energy extremely right. well I, you know, I don't even have to think about it i pick up on energy quick because i'm really conscious of how can i if, it, if that energy is transferable with that individual so when I'm talking to people and working with people, or it doesn't matter if it's in business or not, I'm just saying, cat, I dump, I when I pour into someone, I'm polarizing through you to be able to recycle that energy back. Right. Love it. And it, you can you can also make a huge, not just waves in whatever you're doing in that business or whatever. You can make waves global wave. Oh yeah. Because they're gonna look at the results and go, I have to, I have to take notice of what this guy's doing. I have to like you put people in a position where they can't tell you no. Exactly. You can't yeah. or just like this sport. You can't take me off the field. 
Like, why would you take me off the field? Yeah. If you I'm making a mistake. Right, exactly. And you make and that's what that's, that's the point that I want to get to with you. How is does they the the way of that mentality when people probably the doors weren't open for you, that you had to pretty much had to knock on the doors and knock them down, right? Sure. But when though when you started opening his doors and obviously in those results and those numbers, when the doors started open opening for you and opportunities, what was your mind where was your mindset at at that time? Because a lot of people they kind of like they take on everything like, yes, yes, yes. All the opportunities. You know what I mean? <laughs> I totally know what you mean. Right. Babe. So totally what, what was, where was, well, what was your approach at that time? So the, you know, I, again, two seasons, I kind of look at my, my life in seasons. So as right. we were building, like yeah. So as we were building the dealership that season where we were taking it from this small no, no, nobody knows store to the second largest in the country, my main focus in that area uh, I call it like corporate family values, right? So we were teaching our people life skills, not just job skills. Mm -hmm. And when opportunities came my way, which they did, I got phone calls every single day from people wanting to buy dealerships for me, have me run their dealerships, you know, all of those things. It was really easy because I was, I was focused on growing the people where I was, so it wasn't about making more money where I was. It wasn't about selling more cars where I was. It was about growing the people where I was at. And I wasn't going to look at any other opportunity until that job was done. Mm -hmm. And growing people is not something you do in 30 days. It's no, something you do in 90 days. Mm -hmm. You know, I was plucking these young people off the streets that were 20, 21 years old, taking them from restaurants where they were a server making $300 a week and putting them in positions where they're now making $150,000 a year, buying houses, buying cars, saving money, investing money, being smart, giving back to their community, supporting mm. local charities. You know, we were teaching them how to be financially smart as well as how to generate the dollars. Uh, and that's the legacy I wanted to live. So once I reached a point in that dealership where I felt like I had cultivated an incredible culture, I had grown many of these young uh, men and women into uh, uh, profitable and legacy type positions for them. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, OK, what's next? Mm -hmm. We've affected the community. We've grown this thing as big as we're going to be able to grow it. Uh, uh, what's next? And I went into this season that I'm in now. And in this season where I'm doing Rise and Grind, I'm doing Breakfast with Champions, I, I own my own businesses, I consult mm -hmm. with 56 different dealerships across the country now, I do training for F&I companies, those things. In this season, there's four words, four words that any opportunity that comes my way, I review these four words, and if it rings all four bells, I say yes, if it doesn't, the answer is no. And it's very simple. Three of them are on this shirt. So it's Rise evolve impact together i believe that if we can help people rise with intention and purpose so that they can evolve into the best versions of themselves or their business that they can be that ultimately they'll be able to go out and make a bigger impact on other mm. people's lives and we can do it together i'm a together person i am not trying to run this game solo so when somebody comes to me and says hey glenn got this great opportunity you're going to make this much money you're going to be able to do this and that I'm like, okay, does it help people rise with intention and purpose? Will it help them evolve? Will it help them make an impact? And is it something we can do together? If the answer is no to any of those, no Ooh, thanks. Right. This is not, not a season for that. 
However, if it rings all four bells, I'm like, yep, clear the calendar. Let's go. This is this is the way we're going. So having those core values set in place really, really helps make it easier to be able to say no, especially since I'm the type of person that always wants to say yes. I want to help everybody. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, you can't help the mass. You can't the only the ones you need to make an impact with the most are the ones you can't go to the masses. Like, and it sounds like to me that you do that through your show, the masses and the ones that rise to the top up to that level and they, they ring all those four bells. Those are the ones you get involved with. Yeah, no doubt, man. And the, and that's that's what the show's there for. The show's mm -hmm. there to help 100%. people rise, evolve, and, and make an impact. Uh, together, we've been able to raise over $800,000 for, for uh, nonprofits and outside organizations and people within the group. And, and so it rings all the bells. Breakfast with Champions rings all the bells. Uh, what I do in the dealership world now, that's the very first thing I do. Somebody hires me. They're like, Glenn, how do I sell more cars? I'm like, okay, let's change the way you start your day. That's where it starts. Yeah, I love it, man. That's where it starts. I love it. You know what? It's funny. Yeah, it's it's just so funny. Is I bring on just about every guest I bring on, and I'm able to unpack, and it's always a same same method. It's the same method, and I just I guess do you believe that success is just all about when you're exposed to it? Is success all about when you're exposed to it? I like think right success, when, right when you get exposed to it, some point, and then you go, okay, I need to make this happen. I think success is all about. It's not when you've been exposed to it because you can get exposed okay. to it and be hard headed, like I was. Yes. Success is about when you are ready to open your eyes to it. Like okay. there's there's a difference be between being able to actually see it and just being exposed to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and your mind. You so basically, ready. we're just saying your mind needs to be impressionable to be able to grasp the concept. Yeah, dude. Chris, when I was in my 20s, bro, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> All of us did at 20, bro. Yeah, I got into my 30s. Yeah, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> I got into my 30s and I realized I did know something. Like I knew a few things in my 30s. And then I got into my 40s and now I realize I don't know nothing, bro. And now that I realize I don't know nothing, <laughs> right. like it's amazing how many uh, things that you see when you look in the mirror and go, you know nothing, so go learn. You know nothing, so be open-minded. You know nothing, so so read more, study more, evolve, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and 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 I think that that just comes at different times for different people. Uh, for me, I was hard-headed. It took me a long time. <laughs> I want to go back to one thing that you said and you picked up on. I, I really loved this that you started going, I guess, going to restaurants and picking people off off the streets and changing their mm -hmm. lives and showing them how to make an impact with their community and teaching them the right way of doing something from maybe potentially some of the first season of your life in car dealerships, you know, of how you failed. So I truly believe that when you go through some hard times and you know exactly what to look out for with them signs. So and I think that's obviously something that you drove you if from, from what I'm hearing, but like what, I love the fact that you're picking people off the streets and changing their lives that way and giving them a vehicle to be able to earn and teaching them what to do with the income that they were making. I think that's really yeah. remarkable. Love it. Because like when I was hiring and firing, coming into the companies and doing what I do as a consultant, I don't, I can't fire those people for, I just tell the CEO, these are the ones you need to chop off and you need to get obviously a new staff. And I would, I would actually did something very similar. I would go to restaurants mm -hmm. and I would pick up waiters and waitresses and say, do you like you're in sales anyway? Right. So I was like, well, I'm going to teach. I, what if I was able to give you, you know, present an opportunity for you? Would you come in for an interview? They're like, 
why are you why are you bringing these people in? I was like, trust me, it works. <laughs> no, <laughs> trust, trust me, it works. Yeah, trust me. Like they don't have bad habits. Right, the service industry is where it's at, man. 100%. People that are willing to to throw on a little shirt and tie, put on whatever suit they need to put on, walk around, smile when they don't feel like it, right? Uh, stay on their feet, serve others. I mean, that's it's the service industry, serving service. others. Yep. Yep. And all businesses, uh, uh, if you're focused on service, that's that's how you win, right? Serving others, even in our relationships, in, in our lives, uh, everything's about service to others. Our faith is about service to others. Everything's about service to others. So servers are like diamonds in the rough, man. It was crazy, Chris. I, I made a rule in our dealership as we were growing because everybody wanted to work for me everybody yep. right i mean from all across the united states everybody wanted to work for our dealership we were online it was fun everybody's making money these 22 year old kids are buying corvettes and stuff like everybody wanted to work <laughs> throwing money, money around i can oh, i'm yeah, visualizing yeah. this i'm visualizing this you know like a car like dealership to have like the money machine the blowing money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. i can just see yeah, that now these kids were <laughs> living it up bro mm. all the single guys were like I mean, girls everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone wanted to work for me. And so we made a straight up rule. If you had more than two years experience in the car business, you couldn't work for me. I love it. So we'd have people come in, you know, the, 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 uh, the veteran, the guy who's like, he comes in, he says, man, I was the top guy at every dealership everybody, I yeah, ever yeah. worked at. Da, 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 da. And I'd look at the resume and I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. You got more than two years experience. You can't hire you. What? What, 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 what do you mean, man? I, I know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, great. Sorry. Can't hire you. I am looking for inexperienced people that I can show them something that they never never even imagined in their life could mm -hmm. be real. And, I, and I'm going to inundate them with the reality that, that. that we can create whatever it is we want to create. Right. And we don't have to fall into the norms and the folds of what our parents did or what somebody else told us is possible. And so by really cultivating that, we were very cautious to cultivate open-minded people only, the less experience, the better, and bring them in and be able to teach them how to shine. And really, we revolutionized the industry. The people that work at the dealership that I used to run, they run three to four times the, the industry averages as far as number of cars sold, number of products sold in the F&I mm -hmm. departments, number of oil changes. They just run at a completely different level that the rest of the industry is like, that's impossible. And I'm like, you're right. It is impossible with a bunch of retreads that are stuck in the old yep. ways. Go right. get some fresh millennials that are working at the freaking local steakhouse and then see what's possible. Right. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that, man. That's genius. Um, it's funny that when we got connected, I was when we had our first conversation, I was like, man, I was like, you know, I said, there's got to be a connection somewhere on, a, on the methodology and how we go about. I guess, cultivating and building and building a culture, right? The right culture. I mean, right. just for different industries, I always go after the ones that they have, so, they have something else that I'm looking for, spark. And mm -hmm. I truly believe it's just hunger. When they're hungry, I'll give you something to eat. Oh, yeah. Let's I'm gonna go. Give, you know, let's go. I got you. I got you. So, and then me reading energy very well. I mean, obviously, I think that's something that we definitely pick up on, you know, unconsciously, right? right? So we're like, okay. Well, this is what we're looking for because we know the end result. I'll get you to the end result. Don't worry about the end result. I need you to focus on right now. That's it. I'll teach you everything else. So, and if you can make someone laugh, you can make them do anything. So oh, yeah. it's, I don't, I don't, don't do phone scripts and all that stuff. It's like your job. The first job you have is to put a smile on their face. And they're like, well, how do I know when someone's smiling? You can hear it through the phone.
Oh yeah, you'll know. You'll know. And then what you're doing is you're listening for that, but what you're doing is you're feeling the energy through the phone. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm like telling you, man, it's very simple. It's because I don't do what you do, whatever. So all these other companies that there's like 50 something companies that obviously have you as consulting, right? For these dealerships. Yeah, 56 different dealerships right now. We're getting ready to add a ton more. It's it's growing up like crazy. Okay. So what is the, so you doing it now and obviously doing it as a consultant and this sounds this, now I know the major connection of where we come from in the world and why we're here on this phone probably right now or this call. Well, me doing that for companies, like what is your, what is the first thing that you do like inside that company and corporation? Like what is your approach? I just want to pick the brain of that. Yeah. So step one is uh, what I mentioned earlier. We, we, we have to change the way they start their day. Okay. So in the auto industry specifically, because that's more my, my, uh, my niche. I can't speak about mm-hmm. some of the other industries. But in the auto industry, the typical way the company starts their day is Johnny Bravo, who's their number one salesman. He shows up whenever he wants. The other salespeople kind of trickle in yep. somewhere right around 830. Um, half of them are hungover. The other half of them are hungry. So as soon as they get to work, then they talk about what they're going to eat for breakfast. Then you know, the dealership world, you're there 12 hours. So most of them eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, fast food. Mm-hmm. So they go and, and they figure out breakfast and then they get some breakfast and then they hit the water cooler and they talk about Fortnite and do all of that. And around 11 o'clock or so, you've got a team that's maybe ready to go out there and start work, right? right. The door opened at 830, <laughs> right, but yeah. about 11 is when we actually get rocking and rolling. And then they pack it all in between 11 o'clock and six o'clock. And then they try to go home whenever they go home. So the very first thing I do is I go, how let's change the way you start your day. We start at 830. Everybody shows up. We have what we call what I call the perfect meeting. So the perfect meeting is a meeting where the leader, whoever the leader is, is the first one in the room. Oh, wait, 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 imagine wait, wait. that. That's yeah, <laughs> you're the first one in. You don't wait till everybody and then come walking in like you're all high and mighty and Set go tell tone. everybody what to do. You're the first one in the room. Now people know it's a priority. Play some music, instrumental music preferred. We don't want words to slay, to sway people's minds first thing in the morning. And when I say music, dude, I'm not talking hardcore rap. I'm not talking heavy metal. And there's not, not, not that there's not a place for that stuff in your world and in your life. Just not first thing in the morning. I don't, no, need yeah. my, I don't need my, my, my salespeople like gangbanging on bacon, as they say, <laughs> in Friday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need that. He's like, you, you, you gangbanging on bacon? Like, yeah, yeah. relax. What is that, that, Cat Williams? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't need I that. I picked that reference. Yeah, that was good. Right? Yeah, and, and I definitely don't need you like, like, that's not what I want. So we set the tone. We've got certain music at certain frequency. Maybe put some inspirational stuff up on a video monitor so people can, like, their brain can go, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I didn't realize it. people could do that, right? Like, maybe I can do more, too. So leaders in the room first. Sets the tone with the music to make sure it's the right tone. And then we go into what I call the lead process. So, Chris, I'm going to give you a quick little acronym. I'll try not to make it too long, but I think this is valuable not for you. I love it. Right. So I spell lead L E A D D. So I spell lead L E A D D. And I know it's got two D's and people are like, wait a minute. I thought this guy was smart. He can't even spell lead. Trust me (laughs) on this one. All right. Now lead stands for listen. The L in lead stands for listen. The E stands for encourage. The A stands for advise. Ooh, I like that. 
The D stands for develop. And then the last D stands for daily. All right. So the perfect meeting, you're in there. You're the first one. You set the music. And now I want you to listen. Two ears, one mouth. Your mother told you this, right? So your job is to float around the room and listen. And maybe one of your employees is talking to another employee about the loss of his grandmother last night. Maybe one of your employees is talking to another employee about being up playing Fortnite till 3.30 in the morning last night. Maybe one of your employees is talking to another employee about how their car is about to get repoed because they haven't been able to pay the bill, whatever it is, right? If you're not the first one in the room, you don't ever hear any of these conversations. You have no connection with your people, right? So by being in there first, we listen and we shake hands and we high five and we just listen and let people talk, right? So that we can get a pulse of our people. Great businesses are built around great leaders great leaders are people that are connected with their people an emotional connection and that comes through listening people want to feel seen heard and significant so if you spend that first 15 minutes every day just listening to your people blow your mind Mm -hmm. blow your mind the results that you can get through that connection so we listen then boom 8 30 it's meeting start time right first thing we do is encourage so we encourage more of the behaviors we want to see more of. Chris, mm-hmm. get up here, Chris. Way right. to go, Love man. It. You guys check out what Chris did yesterday. Chris sold three cars. Yeah, Chris <laughs> is the best. And everybody's cheering, right? Or, oh my gosh, Chris, look at this Google review that you got. Everybody, look at this Google mm-hmm. review because I need more Google reviews. So I want to highlight I, the yep. things I want to see more of. I want to encourage those behaviors. And Chris, I have eight kids, bro. <laughs> You told you you deserve a medal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've potty trained a lot of babies. How do we potty train our babies? Encourage. Well, we encourage when they do the the right thing, right? So Fisher is the one we potty trained last, my son. We give him some Skittles when he go to the potty. And then all of his brothers and sisters and me and his mom, we stand and we dance. And we go, Fisher went pee-pee in the potty. Fisher (laughs) went pee-pee in the potty. Fisher went pee-pee in the potty because he's a really big boy. Woo! Right? And we celebrate and he and it, that behavior becomes something he wants. He wants that celebration. Retriggering as an anchor, right? That's Love it. it. Same thing happens in your business. Encourage the behaviors you want to see more of. Do it in front of everybody. And you will not only trigger that person who did that, not only will they want to do more of that, but the people watching will say, I want you to celebrate me like that. Yep. Right? So we listen, we encourage. Now, once people feel seen, right, we encourage them so they feel seen. They feel heard. We listened to them. Now we advise. We advise them of the areas that they are underperforming, areas that need to be changed, challenges within our business. See, most managers start with advice. Hey, Chris, here's what you did wrong. Right. You didn't you haven't you haven't gotten through the levels yet to be able to be able to establish yourself in that trust there. There's no trust. There's no nothing. I mean, you don't need to tell people who you are. They need to feel who you are. But I love this. Love this. Yeah, man. So we listen, we encourage, now we advise. So now that I've done all that, right, we've celebrated. Now I can say, yo, Chris, um, by the way, uh, you were responsible for for, uh, making sure all of the handles on the cars were locked before you went home last night. Is there any particular reason you didn't do that. Like that was your responsibility. You and I agreed you were going to do that. You didn't do that. Is there any reason? Oh man, I just would have. Okay. Yeah. Chris, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Right? Like we can have that conversation now 
and you will hear it, you will receive it, and you will respect me for it because I took the time to listen and acknowledge you first, right? <laughs> now I can advise. And this works not just in business. This works in your relationships. This works with your kids. Everything. This works everywhere, man, everywhere, all right? So now that I, once you advise, okay, once you advise, now you have a responsibility to develop. Don't just tell people what to do and expect them to go do it. Tell them what to do and then show them develop that muscle, right? So now I'm gonna walk outside with Chris and I'm gonna show Chris a good pattern of how we can check every handle on every car to make sure it doesn't happen again. I'm not just Love gonna it. tell him, I'm gonna develop him. And I'm gonna do this every single day. Listen, mm -hmm. encourage, advise, and develop every single day, L-E-A-D-D. -D. So when somebody hires me, that's one of the very first things we do is we change the way they start their day in their company. I help them set up the perfect meeting. I express the, these, these things to them. I teach them how to be a better listener, to be a better encourager, to be able to advise in a way that doesn't hurt people's feelings, yes. and then to ultimately develop them. And just by changing the way people start their day, we tend to get a 25 to 30% increase in production mm -hmm. within 90 days. Man, it's unbelievable. Right, because I mean, then you're kind of also setting the tone for people when they go out at night and knowing that they need to be sharp first thing in the morning. That's right. God, yeah, I got to be sharp. I can't walk in there sluggish, you know, and playing, what do you call Fortnite all night or, you know, drinking <laughs> beer, chasing ladies or whatever, whatever they do. Um, all it, those behaviors go away. Man. Yeah, they, they have away. to. Well, yeah, because you have to, you have to become disciplined. Mm -hmm. And that self-discipline is, is the perfect reflection of that is how disciplined you are on what type of people you have into your life and those relationships. I mean, you, I loved it when you said to develop when <laughs> most people they skip over the development. Well, I always try to explain like, here's the reason why this is important. <laughs> you right. know, the, very right. simple. Here's right. why this is important. Here's the moving parts. Here's what you don't see yet, but I'm going to train you for my role. But here's why, here's why we need to do this X, Y, Z this way, because this sets a, sets a tone for X, Y, Z, these moving parts. And I'm not going to, you don't need to tell them everything, but you're explaining why this is important. This one thing I'm asking you to do sets a tone for X, Y, Z. Do you understand the importance now? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what, so what are we going to do tomorrow? <laughs> right. What are we going to do today? What's the plan? And I want to hear their plan. I love that. I learned that from the military and leadership. When I walk of course, first one in last one out, that's just the way sure. a leader's built. Just that's a leader is built. First one in last one out. When I would take over a sales staff and I was, when I was a regional, uh, this is feels like forever ago until I went to entrepreneurship. It feels like a lifetime ago. I was, they weren't hitting their starts like education. They weren't hitting their starts, weren't producing the numbers and they couldn't retain people. When I went in there, I'm just, I was a fly on a wall. And I just wanted to observe. Right. I just wanted to feel the energy. What, what I've seen wasn't good, but what I felt was worse. So Ooh. I was like, Ooh, this is not good. I said, all right, so here's, here's what we're going to do. Only way for me to fix this and make an impact quickly is I'm going to show you how it's supposed to be done. And from right. that moment, I started leaned right in. You're the first one in, last one out. So when I asked them to come in, whoever the leader was, you're the one that opens the doors. And then you lock the door behind you. So you're in 30 minutes before everyone else shows up. Yep. You're the person that opens the door and welcomes them in. That's right. You welcome them in. And I love that you said that all you do is listen. And you'll, you'll, you will hear exactly what you need to do. No doubt. Love that, man. Great. Thank you so much for sharing that with the listeners. And I'm sure they got a lot of value from that. And a lot of, I was curious because it, 
I've never been involved in automotive sales. And like, and I was like, well, leadership's leadership, right? So it's, and yeah. I'm sure there's going to be this, it's going to be obviously similar type of method on being able to extract the right behaviors and developing those principles for people. And I think that's how you start your day is how you end your day as well. No doubt. Because you're, you're, you're looking at it at nighttime. Like, okay, you're, you're thinking about tomorrow morning. Well, I want to get praised. Glenn was like popping champagne and all shit at 8, 830 in the morning made me feel good. And getting a Google review. How many Google reviews are going out to today? Well, I want that's one right. on Google. I mean, that's, that's I right. love that, man. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, man. And you 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 um you tapped into two two important things there. A lot of people don't understand that when you really get disciplined about a uh, uh, a good solid morning routine, it really does affect your decisions the night before. And that's 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 a big 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 deal. I was the night guy doing all the crazy night stuff until I got a great morning routine. And now I'm like, dude, you know, 1059, I'm talking to my wife at 11 o'clock. I'm out and yeah. I don't care what's going on. They're, they're, like, what are you, they're like, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? I'm like sleeping. Let me know how it went. Mm -hmm. Right. Like right. I'm out on that stuff now. So I'm glad that you tapped into that. And then the second thing um, that I just wanted to mention on this. Now, I want you to compare the two teams. So take the team at the dealership that's trickling in, grabbing their breakfast not rocking until 11, then take the team that's had this perfect meeting and is all fired up and ready to go, you know, by, by 9 a.m., like look at how much of a head start this company's getting on all of their competition. You're looking you know, at three hours overlap. You got three hours three overlap. Three hours every single day before the, before the competition even gets off the starting line. It's a game changer, bro, for any company. Hmm. What is your method of being able to have them recharge at different times of the day. I know what I would do. And obviously with the education world is like, I had the pit, right? There was a bunch of all the call center and whatnot. I kept them all busy, but I have them working on different things. Like, so I would have, but break them off in different teams. So I'd have like three to five, depending on how big the staff was. All right. Who's the, it's like, you're right when 8 AM hits your phone. Like you need to be dialing. That's what you're doing. Like you're, you're going to have the meeting before and then they go into that. And right when they hit the bell and I would ring, I would hit like those air horns. Right. I was, I was big on energy. So I was like, hit the air horn. And I had to yeah, right. Exactly. So I had like one team. All they did was outbound calls the whole time. Right. Next one was pretty much setting up the next part of the day. So that way I didn't have a whole staff running at trying to operate at optimal level. If you don't focus on them breaking those off, and you're leading a team, you need to lead by example. So that way you're, you're pouring back in. Maybe it could be training, could be development, could be whatever you're focusing on. Cause you don't want to have everybody doing one thing. Correct. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. It's a, it's a little bit different in the auto 100%. world because each one of them is basically their own, their own business. Yeah. So each salesperson has the same, you know, kind of responsibilities, making making the outbound calls, taking care of the due bills and previous mm -hmm. customers. And so, you know, it really just came from from the meeting. Then they went out and and, and met with their team leaders and mm -hmm. eat, but they would we just broke it smaller and smaller. Right. They teach you in the military. You're in the military. Uh, Jocko Willick talks about this. I think it's Jocko in his book. Sometimes I get his stuff mixed up with uh, David Goggins and stuff. But they same um, method, same method of technique as yeah, sales, same, same, same. It's the same method. Yeah. But they break down and he, he says in there, a great leader can only effectively lead anywhere from four to six people. That's it. 
So that's mm-hmm. why the military is structured the way it is. Yep. One Boat person cruise. is over six. Those six are over six, six down. And that's how we broke it down, um, you know, in the dealership world and how I suggest other businesses break it down as well is you start off together and then you break into your small little pods, your boat crews, right, that each have individual leaders uh, uh, over over them. So they might be doing some of the same tasks, but they're 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 doing it more on a on a uh, on a separate level and that they're not climbing all over each other to, uh, to I love get the that. Result. I love that. This is the first thing that we do. Well, I've actually done in corporations. I would have and split them all up. And sometimes I, when I would split them all up, I don't care who was the boss or who was a team leader before there's no team leaders. Now it's just me. So I'm going to, I need to know if you have Michael Jordan sitting on a bench, that's a problem, right? You know? So if you don't have any leadership qualities, I mean, you got to go like, cause I want every leaders, leaders, are there to train leaders. You're that's you're it. developing leaders. So that's all you do. It's like I that's develop it. all leaders. So when I would like when I would just like execute and we would do drills and stuff, and this is like like cold calling or whatever they were doing, like whoever's that team leader, I kill them off right then. You're sick with the flu. You can't you have to go home. Who's in charge? Who else is in charge? Who's the who's the who's the next one up? Right. And if they all, and if every, those four to six flinch, we get a problem. That's a leader's issue. And I'm like, and I pull them off to the side and we obviously do some development. So I'm like, no every single last one of them, you need to, and if I said, what is your job today? And you're not able to spout it off just like that. Well, you're not coming with me on this mission. Mm-hmm. You're not that. coming because if you, that's why the military trains into their eyes bleed, bro. They're, they're making, they're ingraining it deep in their subconscious. So they don't hesitate. Right. So they don't even think about it. It's just reaction. Right. Move. And that's Intuitive. something I love that you're setting off. And even, and it's the same method that you use for your show, Rise and Grind. The same thing you're doing right now, which I love. Talk a little bit about like why did you want to start that show? Just like two years ago when you started three years ago now. Yeah, three years ago, man. And, uh, you know, there was, there was a couple different components that came together uh, magically, as is the case in the universe when you're doing the right thing. Lundy's. I'll be just a few more minutes. The movie's over with. Sorry, man. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. We work from home now. It's all good. <laughs> like Lundy's, chill out. Put yeah. in another movie. Rewatch the last bit. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So they, um, when it came to Rise and Grind, there were a, there were a few things that were happening. You know, the universe kind of puts pieces together when you're on the right track, and uh, uh, ultimately, I was getting really upset. I was doing a lot of stuff on social media for marketing purposes for the dealership. It's part of okay. how we grew. So I was on social a lot. And whenever I was on social, all I would see is like people getting shot, racism, politics, mm-hmm. like all this negative stuff. And it was really bothering me. It was bothering me to the core. And Chris, I'm a firm believer that if something's just like unnaturally really getting under your skin, that's like God, the universe, whatever you want to believe's way of saying, go do something about that. Yes, like 100. You gotta, you have to pay attention to the signs. Love it. Yeah, don't just complain about it. Like, do be about. It. And so I was like, okay, well, I can't eradicate negativity on the internet. I can't do that. However, what I can do is create one little tiny, teeny corner of the internet that, that will be nothing but motivation, education, inspiration. And it'll be a safe place that people can come and they will never get politics. They will never get racist. They will never get any of those things. None of that will ever exist in this teeny tiny little pocket of the internet. And so 
I was like, okay, I can, I can attack that that way. And then I thought mornings are when people are most influenced. And if we can change the way mm-hmm. people start their day, it makes massive impact in their life. So let's take this motivational show and let's put it in the morning. Mm-hmm. That would be good. And then my marketing in me was like, okay, and if we repeat it frequently enough, frequency plus proximity equals affinity. So if we can do it frequently enough, we can actually use this for good marketing for the dealership too. So I used to start every day, Chris, and I'd say, uh, my name's Glenn Lundy. I'm a husband to, back then it was like five, right? And I'm five, six, (laughs) however, I don't know. I'm a husband husband to one, uh, father to five, and the general manager at Dan Cullen Chevrolet and Buick in Paris, Kentucky, the second largest used car franchise dealership in America. Mm -hmm. It's 5.30 a.m. And I hope you're ready to rise and grind. So I'd say that every day and just ingrain. And I would tell stories from the dealership and people of the dealership. And by doing that, I was just creating, like I was recruiting people from all over the country because they loved the positivity, the energy. And then obviously we're getting customers that wanted to do business. And so we were marketing. We were making an impact on the internet as far as positivity. We were changing the way people start their day. We were doing all of those things. And then number four, the most important component of the whole thing is I know that there are people out there in the world that feel alone, Mm. feel like they don't have worth, feel like they're living a 2D existence, just mind and body, that there's no spiritual side to them. Like they feel invisible. Mm. And I remember feeling invisible when I was homeless. There's nothing worse. People think homelessness, sucks because you don't have food you don't have house it doesn't it sucks because you become invisible people will not make eye contact with you they think you're gonna mug them or ask them for money ask you for money nobody says your name nobody says your name bro it's awful i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy and so part four god bless you man hey glenn thanks bro part four was like hey glenn here's an opportunity for you to help people feel seen heard and significant. And so every episode, the people that are there, I say their name, like, good morning, so-and-so. I just say their name, just say their name. I want them to know that I see them. I hear them. You have worth, you have value, you have a name. And so by doing those four things in conjunction, we were just able to create a really, really unique space uh, where people, uh, 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 they resonate to it. They're drawn to it. Uh, it becomes a part of their 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 lifestyle. It helps create a lifestyle. And uh, we were able to create a movement online that's really done some powerful things over the last three years. Congratulations. Um, you 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 don't even have to tell people why you do things. People feel that. Yeah. And just God bless you, man. I am the when I just it just proves exactly why, you know, we got connected and what we do. I live in I live and die by that. Is that you in order to make an impact in the world, you need to do it through positivity. And that's no the doubt. only way. And you have to lead with your heart. You know, if you, my mom would tell me this as a kid, you got one, you got two ears, one mouth. That's it. What you do with it, that's on you. Right? So, and if you lead with your heart and your, you know, your intuition speaks to you like the prophets do. Very calm. But my job isn't to speak to you calmly. I need to trigger you. So right. I'm going to, and when I'm talking through a microphone, I'm conscious of everybody listening to this. So when I'm, you know, me writing things down, like I do this, this is what I do. And when I'm having a conversation. 
I'm not going to ask the question for me. Yeah, of course. Right. It's, you know, obviously I'm asking the question. It comes yeah, from yeah. my brain. But my job is to frame the frame it a little bit to be able to extract the information and give it to the listeners. That's what it. they do with it, that's on them. I can't control that. So that way I'm not carrying that baggage. And most people, when they're pouring into things, they expect that that's how I'm able to recycle energy. Is I only pour into things that people are competent to be able to, to handle that capacity of the energy. So and you're 100% correct. First part of your day in the mornings is when your mind's the most impressionable. Right. It's a scientific fact. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. And you can, those neurons, and those, obviously the oscillation waves, and you can fire and rewire your brain if you do it consistently. So and the more that you're working on this, if you choose growth and happiness over everything, I promise you, you will win eventually. Oh, yeah. You might not know today. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But you will start seeing that needle move. And then you go, wait a minute. I've actually trained people through a show and never have thought I would ever meet these people. And like how you start your show, like I'm like happy like every, every day that I'd pop on, I'll say happy money, whatever day that ends in Y. Right. So it's, was it a Thursday? Is it a Thursday right. or Wednesday? Thursday. Whatever day it is. See, it doesn't matter to me. Any day that ends at Y I'm moving. Right. That's so right. it's like happy money Thursday, everybody. What's up? I'm just ingraining <laughs> in that into their mind. Like, Let's like if you focus on what I'm teaching you right now, money is just a byproduct. That's it. Money will come to you eventually. And I love that. And it's um they're the morning five. I love that. You know, creating a movement online. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. But then you mentioned one thing that I wanted to bring up. It was in my notes that you're most comfortable in life right before death. What do you mean by that? Yeah, Chris. So my grandfather was an incredible human. His name was Al Smith. He was Al in Smith? the military. Al Smith, yeah. And what's crazy, my, my uh, grandmother's name is Betty, right? You can call me Betty. Betty, when I call you, I call you. <laughs> or you call me Al, right? I so they they were your uh, traditional American, uh, just all-American story. Grandpa was in the military. They got married directly out of high school. They were married 49 years. Uh, my, my grandfather wore a, uh, a shirt and tie every single day of his life, man. He'd come out Sunday morning. He'd be wearing a perfectly crisp, sharp, starched shirt and tie. Probably stand up. Those old, old time, old, like my grandfather. You could stand it up, man. You could stand it up. No doubt. He was just over six foot tall, broad man, mm-hmm. you know, full, strong, just incredible human. Served our country every, every, every day of his adult life. And uh, grandpa, I, I, I got a phone call. And it was my mom letting me know that my grandfather was passing away. He mm-hmm. he uh, he uh, battled cancer and it went bad real fast. And they said he had moments left to live. And I was in Kentucky. This is back in Arizona. And so I was like, OK, well, you know, do you think he'll be alive when I get there? And my mom's like, no, like they're saying he's got That's minutes. Rough. But but just come on, just just get on a plane. Let's go. So it takes me a day and a half to get there. Uh, traveling, scheduling the flights, moving stuff around. So I get there a day and a half later. I get to the hospital. My grandpa's still alive. I get to the hospital. I walk in. There's this shell of a man laying on this bed, right? Uh, Skinny, maybe weighed 110, 120 pounds, uh, a tube in every orifice you could imagine. Got that gown on with the slit down the back. Mm -hmm. See his underwear. And his eyes are all sunken in 
and his skin is like translucent falling off mm. right like i did not recognize the man on the table that they were telling me was my grandfather i didn't recognize him and so i'm like wow this is crazy right well because my family was all military there were other people coming from other places so my aunt julie she was coming from florida took her another day to get there so two and a half days after the initial phone call where my mom said he's got moments left to live my grandfather's still hanging on Julie shows up, my Aunt Julie. We're all standing in a circle, little semicircle around my grandfather's bed. And my grandfather says, Everett, which is my stepdad, Everett, come over here and tell me my favorite joke. <laughs> now, my grandfather was military his whole life. Oh, right? you got you so, got a lot of jokes. Yeah, yeah. I gotta so only imagine got a lot of dirty jokes, right? <laughs> so we all know because grandpa used to love to tell dirty jokes. So we all know, like, oh, here we it's go. His about to hit the fan right now. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a dirty joke, right? And so my stepdad walks over and he says, Al, what do you call Moby Dick's father? And my grandfather smiles a little bit. And he says, Whatever. My stepdad says, Papa Boner. And we all chuckle and, we, and, the, oh, and, and the tears are pouring down our cheeks, right? Tears are just pouring down our cheeks, Chris. And then my grandfather says, bring me my wife. And my grandmother, all four foot two of her, she's this tiny little woman. She goes walking across the floor and she climbs up into bed with my grandpa. Oh, wow. And he, and he wraps his arms around her and he passes away. Right there in that moment, he dies, right? And so, Chris, I learned two major things from that experience that have transformed my life forever. The first thing that I learned is that we are, without a doubt, spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. Nobody can argue with me on that. Science cannot explain how a man who had moments left to live was able to wait two and a half days for his last family member to arrive, be told his favorite joke, and die with his wife of 49 years in his arms. Science can't explain that to me. So that was the first thing. And the second thing I learned is what you asked about, that we are most comfortable in life right before death. Because Chris, there was a moment, and it was brief, it wasn't long, but there was a moment while being told his favorite joke, while wrapping his arms around his wife, dude, the guy on the table came back. All of the pain had gone away. It's like he, he let filled go. back he in. Like he let go. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Like his eyes came back. Like I recognized in that last moment, I recognized the guy on the table. He was so incredibly comfortable in that moment right before death. And so I walked away from that and I started looking because it scares me how comfortable People, there's people who tell you, I just want enough to be comfortable. Oh, well, yeah, are, are you ready to die? Are mm. you ready to die? As soon as you get comfortable in your position at work, what happens? You get fired. Somebody comes and takes your job. When you get comfortable in the athletics, you work your tail off to get to the NFL. It's draft weekend this weekend. You work mm. your tail off to get to the NFL. You get comfortable in the NFL. Guess what? Some dude comes and eats your lunch. You get yep. comfortable in your relationship. Oh, but we've been together for 10 years. Over. Guess what? She runs out. He runs out. Comfort comes immediately before death. And so many people on this planet are seeking comfort. So, Chris, I challenge the listener. I challenge you and I challenge myself mm -hmm. every single day to continue to seek those areas that are uncomfortable.
those areas of uncomfortableness where I'm like, oh, this does not, this doesn't feel good. I better learn something to get better. I better, I better, uh, uh, you know, I got to figure something out. I got to learn. Mm-hmm. This is a very uncomfortable situation because I'm not ready to die yet, bro. I feel like I still got a message to deliver and people to impact. Mm-hmm. And, and when I, and when I am ready to die, I'll go get comfortable on the beaches of San Diego with, with, with uh, the sand <laughs> in my feet and I'll be right. done. You know what I'm saying? But until then, I'm going to continue to seek uncomfortable situations. And, and that all came from that experience with my grandfather. And, and, and I believe that to be true across the board for all, all living beings. What a beautiful message. What a beautiful message and great joke, by the way. I wrote down that joke. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to use that joke. I'm going to drop it. Every, like when we come on, you come on to your show and I, you know, next time that we meet, I'm, I'm going to drop that on there and you're just going to trigger that emotion. Right. But um, it's, it's funny because there's it, sometimes it, I get hired to speak or whatever and I can't, I can't tell the punchline, like certain, yeah, yeah. certain environments. <laughs> so I have to be like, I have to be like, mm. and he gave me yeah. punchline and we all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> pop a boner like right. yeah, <laughs> like what? throw that out and all invited <laughs> and that's what i love that about the military man is that you know, does give you a lot of ammunition for jokes i got crazy jokes man that i can't tell yeah. them online right now people are like what is chris what is in your brain i'm like i don't know right, <laughs> right. so i was like this is how we pass time bro but that's god bless it. his soul and of you know being able it's like i was raised by really strong people as well you know, my grandfather, I think it's like in this, it's a South thing, uh, the, the shirts and starching it that type of way. And yeah, um, yeah. my father, there's actually a picture was in a newspaper. I think I was probably like four years old and my grandfather, he was a gigantic man. He was so tall, like mm-hmm. Italian guy. He's always, he's, he dressed up, you know, he never wore jeans his whole, like after the military. Yeah. Like he never, because in the Navy, you wore bell bottoms, World War II. So he wore bell bottoms. He's like, I'm never wearing jeans ever again. He wore slacks every day, every yeah. day. Yeah. My Cutting grass, also. slacks every day. As the last gentleman, this, we were raised by, it sounds like, very similar. But we yeah. had that strong like, type of connection with the last gentleman in the world, like that era. They were mm-hmm. last gentlemen, like really opening doors for people. You know, mm-hmm. when you say, hello, how are you doing? You're waiting for the response. Oh, yeah. You know, and like, you know, the quick one-liners, I learned this from my grandfather. Like, he was the quietest around my grandmother. He's like, he didn't want to set off any waves. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> they'll start going nuts. They don't go outside, <laughs> but like every Friday, we'll go to the barbershop. And we'll walk into the barbershop. And it was like a different man. he walk mm-hmm. in like, what's up, big time? You know, and he'll right. say all these little one-liners that I use. And you don't realize the impact that, you know, their, your generation makes on you, like your, your ancestors that make on you, if you have an opportunity to be around them, it's just God bless the soul. That's just Thanks. amazing. You're Thank welcome. You. I, I guess we get, I would like to leave it with that. That's just so good that you, we can't, I mean, so there's people out there right now. I mean, <laughs> challenge yourself yeah, to man. go after it and you, you can go after things and not knowing where you're going. I call them the four A's. You have first, you need to be aware of what that actually is happening. Then you need to accept your life and where, where you're going. And then you come up to a point to where you stop the bleeding and come up with the right action plan to take action. And then it's all about holding yourself accountable. It's very simple it. method, yeah. a very simple method. And if you don't know where to start, listen to this episode. And this goes out to all the leaders out there. I love that L E a D D love that. Yeah, man. Yes, love sir. that. So, but thank you so much for coming on Thanks, and man. sharing all your wisdom and with the, with the many listeners that we do have, um, Texas at eight, four, three, three, nine, six, two, one, zero, four. Let me put up your little banner of the ones that can see this. 
on the bottom where you at. There you are. So you, that way you can really know where to find anywhere else that you want us to drive people to you, Glenn. No, nah, man, glennlundy.com is fine. It it, uh, it connects to everything from there. So right. if they if they make it to glennlundy.com, they can find me. I'm easy to find. I'm, I'm easy to find and hard to forget. That's my granddad. It's so funny, man. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We were just talking about that, and that triggered my – you know, it's, your brain is powerful, bro. It is your powerful, Your brain is – I haven't said that in forever. I love it. I Thank you for it. that. That was a gift that I, I don't. I, I think the probably the last time that was actually I've heard someone say that. I mean, man, that was great. Kid, that was my grandfather. I swear to God, he said that. He yeah, made you he say just it. Came through, he just came through like, you right there. That, that was amazing. Wow, it was like I'm easy to find, hard to forget. <laughs> oh man, God bless it, man. Man, I'm wow. That was great. I love. I love that was a great moment. Anyways, but I appreciate, man. Thanks a lot. Stay safe. Be, be you, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. And if anything that I can ever do for you, man, be at service. You know me. I'm one phone call away. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right, you too. Take care.